Grateful heart. Honey! My car! Be thankful for what you have been given, right? It's uh it's amazing how many things we take we take for granted. And a lot of times Sometimes we realize that and sometimes we don't. Uh, in the last two weeks, for two weeks, we were talking about uh, the uh, God of second chances, second opportunities. And today we're going to start a new series on gratitude. And, uh, but I, I want to make sure that we understand that because God gives us second chances, because of all the opportunities and the chances God gives us, our response to that. Naturally, it should be a response of gratitude. It should be a response of gratitude. Everything we experience, every single opportunity God gives us, we should be grateful for it. We should never take it for granted. And so last week, we finished that mini-series on, on God of Second Chances, talking about Jonah. And we were talking about Jonah, and we know how God gave Jonah a second chance, according to Jonah chapter 3. And after God gave Jonah a second chance, Jonah took it for granted. And then when he finally did what God was calling him to do, what Jonah did is he got mad. He was mad. Instead of being thankful, he was a whiner. He wanted to die every time, right? Every time God was doing something amazing because he finally obeyed God. He was whining. He was complaining. And let me tell you, when it comes to gratitude, we have two choices. You either are or you're not. There's no, there's no middle ground. We're either grateful for what God has done and what we have experienced, you know, of the blessings we have experienced, or we don't. And so when we see the life of Jonah, we see a person who, takes a, who gets a second chance, and it doesn't show gratitude. 
for that second chance. But in the story we're going to see today, we're going to see a story. Uh, open up your Bibles in Luke chapter 17. Open up your Bibles. If you don't have your Bibles, uh, uh, we're going to have the we're going to have the verses on on the screen, and we also have the verses online. So if you don't have a Bible, uh, let us know. We would like to provide a Bible for you, and we are going to be reading out of the New Living Translation this morning. So the story that we're going to talk about today, and if we compare that with Jonah's story, Jonah did not show thankfulness, not a thankful heart. Because only at the moment he received the second chance he did, but after that he forgot about what God had done for him. In the case of the story where we're going to go today in our new series of gratitude, uh, we are going to see a man who was the least expected man who was thankful for what Jesus gave, giving him a second chance in life. I think... Um, the, the, the more I think about it, it's, in this story, we're going to encounter uh, Jesus. And we're going to see ten people. And He shows us in this story, will show us that many people can have the same encounter with Jesus. But not all walk away being changed. Many people can have an encounter with Jesus, but not all of them walk away being changed. And so, it's, it's the story of the ten lepers in Luke chapter 17. Uh, you have ten people who encounter Jesus in a powerful way, but only one really leaves with all that God intended for him. Only one leaves with a transformed heart. They all left being healed, but only one had a transformed heart. Uh, so, in our Bibles, in Luke chapter 17... And if you don't have it, you have it over here on the screen. It, it, the, the, the scriptures tell us that as Jesus continued towards Jerusalem, He reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As He entered the village, there, ten men with leprosy stood at, at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest." And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he had been healed, he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! And he didn't just shout, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking Him for what He had done. This man was a Samaritan. I want you to notice one thing, that the writer of the book of Luke... Luke, the doctor, he makes sure that the Holy Spirit inspires him to make sure he emphasizes on this, that this person was a Samaritan. In other words, it was a person that was less expected to be the one thankful. Jesus asked in verse 17, didn't I heal, didn't I heal ten men? What happened? I healed ten men. Where are the other nine? Has... No one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. So when I, when, I want you to notice one thing when you read the end of this passage. How he finishes the passages. It's not just my idea. Uh, 
But walking away from Jesus, this man, walking away from Jesus, Jesus told him, now go your way, your faith has made you well. So it's interesting to notice that all ten get healed. All ten experience the same thing. But but what did Jesus really mean to say, because you came back, because you worship me, because you show your thankfulness with actions, you're not just healed. Now, there's something else that happened in this man's life at this moment. When he talked to, you know, what, what, what was this man? What, what, what did he mean by, your faith has made you well? He's not talking about only the healing of the body, but he's also talking about the healing of the heart. When you encounter Jesus, and you are thankful for what God has done in your life, if you have a real encounter with the Savior, your life will change. No matter what, your life will change. Now, can you imagine what that moment was like in this man's life? (coughs) When he talked to his contacts, when he talked to the people he knew, and I mean the contacts that he still had at that point, Because I'm sure he had already lost a lot of friends and a lot of family, a lot of people that might have been in contact with him before he was a leper. Could you imagine when he talked to the people that were left in his life still? Because he has been isolated from society. And and, and now, you know what, let's let's think about this. Can you imagine the conversion? I I, got to tell you, this man probably telling his friends, I got to tell you what happened to me. Jesus didn't just heal me, which is what many people look for. Especially nowadays, and even back then, a lot of people were usually after Jesus to see what they can get from Jesus. And once they got from Jesus what they wanted, then they turned their back on Jesus and left away. Went away. That's what the nine did. Uh, now I got healed, I got, I got my wish... I got my wish, now I got to go and continue my life like if nothing happened. Except for one person. So I love this story because I can see that in the story, it tells us a reality that we live, a reality that we experience in life, and is that how many people really look for God only in the time of need, but later on they forget about God. If God has made you well, don't forget His goodness. Don't forget. Don't ever take it for granted. Otherwise, you're going to start losing your watching machine too. And let me tell you, He walked away different. The other nine, they were healed from their body. But they didn't walk away being different. Having a transformed heart. What would these men say to us today? What would he say to us today? If he can tell us, if this man could stand over here and tell us what he experienced, what would he tell us today? I think he would tell us things like this, for example, what we see over here in verse 12, 12 and uh, verse 11 and 12. Uh, he would probably tell us, guys, I realize God allows situations in our lives for the purpose that we will turn to God. And if you have your outline, you will see that's point number one in your outline. He will probably say, guys, I have experienced leprosy. 
I had I experienced this bad situation. It was a bad time in my life. It was a bad season in my life. But the reason God allowed that, remember, God made that happen to Jonah. God prepared the fish. God made it happen to Jonah. Sometimes God doesn't actually have to make it happen. Sometimes God only has to allow it to happen in your life. And sometimes, like this man, he probably could tell us, you know, God allowed this to happen to me. God allowed leprosy to get to me. So at one point in my life, I can look at Jesus and say, Lord, please save me. I have no other way. I have no other way. I have no other options. If you don't save us, we will die. And leprosy was a horrible thing. It was a horrible, horrible thing. Because it would prolong your time of death. But you will be excluded from everybody. You would not be able to sit, to sit next to anybody. Remember when we went through this COVID issue? That people couldn't even get close to each other. So, it, 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 I don't know how you felt during that time. I remember how I felt. It was like, it was bad. And then I got some anxiety because of being just at home and you couldn't go out and I couldn't go hiking. I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. And it's like, we were made to spend time with each other, right? And so when I went through that, I remember all the frustration and, and how people began fighting with each other at home. Now you had the husband and the wives longer at home, right? And I'm not going to get into that because I, I, I don't want you guys to go have problems today uh, based on that. Um, but it was interesting. Now these guys have been by themselves and, and notice that the company they had, they only had each other's company. So they were, they had the company of other people who had issues, the same issues that they were dealing with. And you put all that together and the rest of the people reject them. They reject them. So they were in a situation where, where they had to call out and say, Lord, help us. So I don't know if you ever experienced a time like that in your life where God brings you to that point and God says, I'm allowing that. You didn't listen to me. I'm allowing that. You didn't listen to me. I'm allowing that. So little by little, God is kind of like out of His love, He's cornering you. Does that make sense? He kind of corners you so you can finally go and say, Lord, I surrender. And God allows this situation and this situation and every situation is a roadblock from where you want to go because God says, it's because where you want to go, that's not where I want you to go. I want you to go where I want you to go because I know what's best for you. And so I can imagine uh, these guys, uh, you know, Jesus knew. He knew where he was going to go by. He knew the ten lepers were going to be there. Jesus knew it because he's God. Jesus being God is omniscient. He knows it all. But the ten lepers had to take that moment, had to take the chance at that moment to say, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. So if you're in a situation that's difficult, that is tough, let me tell you, I can assure you 100%, God is allowing those situations so you can get closer to God. Man always seeks God when he's in need and that's okay because God wants you to see that you're in need 
that there is a need in your life, that there is a need in your heart. God wants you to see that. And that's okay. Sometimes God uses that so you can get closer to God. And that's okay. And notice that Jesus didn't reject this man. He didn't reject. He didn't say, I'm too busy. I'm not here to sign autographs today. No, Jesus paid attention to them. He took the time to do this. So God allows that, but also He paid attention to them. And He knew that they were looking for Him because they had a need. So man always seeks God when they're in need. Verse 13. We can see that in verse 13 when they're calling Him out and saying, Lord, please help us. Crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. I think there is a third thing that I, I, in my observation in this passage, I think these men will tell us, will tell us this. These men will say, Jesus saw me when no one did. Jesus saw me when no one did. In that culture, a person who had leprosy was ignored completely. How many people did, 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 it go, did they go by these lepers? Or how many people did they go by and didn't pay attention to these guys? If this leper would, if he would be here with us giving his testimony, he would say, he saw me when no one did. And let me tell you, in life, there are a lot of people out there who are waiting for somebody to pay attention. And we, are, we have a responsibility as believers not to ignore people who are in need. Sometimes, sometimes we tend to focus on the nonsense of life. When there are people who are in need out there. There are people who are in need of love. There are people who are in need of somebody who show, to show them that they, they care. But this man, he, he saw that Jesus didn't ignore him. He saw me when no one saw me, when no one paid attention. Jesus saw me in my pain. Do you think Jesus sees you in your pain? Jesus saw these guys in their pain. They were, they, they were experiencing not, not just a physical pain. Uh, actually, no, because the leper, leper would not allow them to even sense or have any sense in their body or feeling. But the emotional pain they were going through by losing family, losing friends, losing their place in society. It, it was horrible. But Jesus saw him in his pain when nobody else did. And, 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 and in, this, in, this, in the story, it, it's amazing to understand what leprosy used to do. And, and you know, they used, to, they used to carry a sign, if they could, or they, they would have to yell, right, and say, I'm clean. Unclean. In other words, don't get close to me. Unclean. I'm not allowed to talk to you. I'm not allowed to get close to you. So just think about how, it, how does it feel to be lonely all the time? Or how does it feel to only hang out with the people who have the same problem you have? It's It's hard. It's hard. So I can imagine. I, I, I just... I'm trying to think, how does, did it feel for these ten guys to be together? And could you imagine 
If by law, they had to only be yelling in public what their problem was. Can you imagine if, if we were, by law, required to say what our biggest problem is? How would you feel about that? If you had to be yelling and saying, this is my weakness. This is my weakness and everybody will get to know what your weakness is. But God knows it. God knows what we struggle with. God knows our pain. Just like Jesus knew their pain. Jesus knew what they were going through. And it's important for us to know that God understands everything that we go through in life. God understands. Sometimes we have a hard time because as human beings, I, I understand. I go through pain all the time. And let me tell you, when I'm in pain, sometimes I don't want to hear anything. And, and a lot of times we have people that means well. And they're trying to encourage us. They're trying to give us an advice. And I'm like, not right now. I'm in pain. But God knows our pain. And when God knows our pain, He is going to... One of the beautiful things about Jesus, He knew the ten lepers were there. And He didn't say, well, the ten lepers are there, I'm going to take another route. Have you ever taken another route when a person... When there is a person somewhere that you don't want to... Or, or when, you, when you go across and there is somebody who's homeless, and you know they're going to ask you for something, and you're like, oh, I'll go this way. Have you ever done that? Well, Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus didn't do that. And He will not do that to you. Jesus will actually look for you. Because He understands the hurt and the pain that situations or maybe even other people can cause in your life. And, and when He healed these men, they should have been thankful and out of their thankfulness of their heart they should have acted just like this Samaritan but they didn't notice that in verse 14 it says he looked at them he did not ignore them he saw their pain and if you study the life of Jesus you will notice that he was always moved towards people with pain isn't that amazing? Jesus didn't get close to you because you were not experiencing pain. He didn't come to me because I wasn't experiencing pain. No, we, especially when we experience pain, Jesus comes close because He wants us to surrender our lives to Jesus. Because He's the only hope. That's why in Hope City Church, we want people to experience the hope. That is found in a life-changing relationship with Jesus. I, I believe that this, this happened because Jesus is the hope of the world. All of us experience pain and nothing opens you up to the need for hope like pain does. If I, get, I hear a lot of times testimonies of people when they come to the knowledge of Christ, when they finally pray and say, Lord, I, I, I'm asking you to come into my life. I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive my sins and to make me part of your family. You know, you know for the most part, when people do this, when they're in pain, God has to allow that pain so He can show us He's there for us. 
And so if you're in pain today, just know that Jesus draws near to you. He's not ignoring you. He's closer to you than what you think. A lot of times, a lot of times, we just don't want to see that. But God wants us to see that. This church is not a country club for saints. This church is a hospital for sinners. I'll say it again. This church, this church is not a country club for saints. It's a hospital for sinners, for people who are in pain, who need for the Savior to get, uh, to get closer, and for them to get closer to the Savior. You notice one thing in the passage also, that God acts, God acts in our favor when we turn to God. When you turn to God, He acts. So Jesus didn't ignore it. He did what He was going to do in this man's life. And before we finish, I just, wanna, I just want us to see, how is man's response? How does man respond to God, to His love, to His kindness? Sometimes, it's sad to say, but we can be more like the nine than the one. We get what we want, we walk away. And we forget what we got. That's why this example is there. It's one of the reasons. So we can understand that a lot of times, you know, when we pray and we get, and we're asking, Jesus, please do this for me, and I promise you, have we ever done that? I promise, Lord, that if you get me a new job, I will be faithful to you. I promise you, Lord, that if you fix my problems with my family, I will do this. I promise you, Lord, that if you... And we start... But once we get what we want, we turn around and we are a lot like the nine. But God wants us to be like the one. God wants us to be like the one when we experience God's love. God's favor. God wants us to turn around and come back and say, Praise the Lord. And God wants us to come back and to say, uh, and to worship Him just the way this guy did. So it's interesting that in, in his, his experience, if you notice in verse 17, Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? So do you think Jesus was expecting these ten men to turn around? You know, when God does beautiful things for us, which He always does, I'm sure in God's heart, He wished that we would turn around and be thankful. It's, it's our doing as human beings. That's the reason why we don't do it. And so Jesus like, didn't I heal ten men? Verse 17, where are the other nine? So that's just to show you that ten percent... The 10% went back. The 90% got what they wanted and left, right? Has no one returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? The person who was less expected to do it, did it. God expects us to return to Him gratefully. He wants us to be grateful. He wants us to be thankful. He wants us to surrender our, to, 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 for our lives to be in surrender. 
to God and, 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 and moment experiences of thanksgiving and adoration. Verse 18, these men were so grateful, these men were so thankful that he wanted to make sure Jesus knew that he was thankful for what Jesus had done. So he didn't just get healed in his body, but he was healed in his heart. That's why when he walked away, Jesus said, your faith has made you well. No, the other ones, if he was referring to the physical part, the other ones also got healed physically. They were healed physically. But they were not healed in their hearts. So what good does it do for us to get... As a matter of fact, the Bible says, what good is to men if man gains the whole world but loses his soul? So Jesus doesn't just want you to be well physically. Above all, He wants you to be well in your heart. He wants you to walk away like this man with a transformed life. What are the things you are thankful for? What are the things you've been praying for? And God has been so loving and kind that He's been giving those things to you. And after He gives you those things, and after He is there for you, how have you responded to that? Has your life been transformed? Because if not, Jesus is near. All you have to do is open your heart. And if you're in a tough situation right now, I can assure you, God is allowing that tough situation in your life. So you can finally turn to Him. How long is that going to take? Are you going to turn his, your life to Him? Are you going to depend on Him? Are you going to be thankful for what He has done for you? For your family? In your life? Are you thankful for what He's about to do in your life? Our Father in Heaven, we, we thank You this morning, Lord. Thank You, Lord, for... For this amazing scripture. It's amazing example. Lord help us. To examine our lives. To search in our hearts. Who are we? Are we from the nine? Or are we the one? Help us, Lord, to understand those situations that you create for us or that you allow in our path. That we can turn to you and get closer to you and experience the hope that is only found in you, Lord. Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that we will walk out understanding that our thankfulness is not just a word, but is an action. This man came back. He worshipped you. He praised you. He acted thankfully. In a thankful manner. To show his thankfulness with actions. And he was transformed. His heart was transformed so that he would never be the same. 
So with your heads bowed, I just want to encourage you this morning. If you're here with us and you feel God has allowed a tough situation in your life. And maybe you have never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you have never yelled and, and tell Jesus, Lord, help me. This is a moment where you can do it. Right there where you're sitting. Right there where you're sitting. It's so simple. You just got to be willing to open your heart. And just tell Jesus, Jesus, I want to ask for your forgiveness. I have ignored you for so long in my life. I know you love me because I'm here today. And it's your love who's reached out to me. Forgive my sins. Make me a new creation. Make me a new person. And above all, make me a person who will worship you out of the thankfulness of my heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you had never prayed that prayer before and you did, this morning I want to I ask you, let us know so we can keep on praying for you. So some of our ushers or elders are going to be in the back of the church after the service. And we want to ask you, go and just let them know that you pray this morning. Uh, so that way we can help you with some guidance what to do next. Um, this morning it was a beautiful thing to receive. The, the, the children in, in their class, they were, they were making some, some cards and that was, that was nice. This is Reuben. Reuben... Uh, he made ten hearts, make sure that he, he, he had enough hearts in my cart, right? Pastor Roy also got a car there. And, uh, um, and Reuben just said, thank you, Pastor Oscar. You know, you know, this means a lot. And you put a smiley face in there. It means a lot just to get something like this from a, ch- from a child that uh, you see every day. And uh, we're working hard to teach them the Word of God. So let's remember always pray for the children. Uh, and don't forget... Invite a friend to our Thanksgiving dinner and invite him to our um, series on gratitude. God bless you guys. Have a good day.